Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, and we are live, but we got to let it breathe, y'all, just for a moment. Like that glorious belly on Quinn Miners. We got to let it breathe just for a moment. All right, bring in the entire family here, including our Facebook clan, and then we'll get this party started, and we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, there's so much to talk about tonight. I mean, of course, the Denver Broncos kicked off phase two of their offseason workouts today. So we're going to go through that. We're going to go through George Payton making his number two hire and a female who now claims the highest executive role of a female in NFL history as far as the personnel departments go. We're going to get to all that. But first things first, Zach, Broncos had really good attendance veteran-wise with the boycott going on and everything, NFLPA putting pressure on the players not to show up. Von Miller showed up, and he's been there throughout because he didn't want to lose that half-million-dollar bonus. But 75 players, according to Mike Kliss, showed up today. The conspicuous absences were, of course, the NFLPA player rep for the team, which is Brandon McManus. Justin Simmons didn't show up. I'm curious about that, looking for some information there, ear to the floor, checking with people. And then, of course, Teddy Two Gloves. That's right, Teddy Bridgewater, not in attendance, not because he's trying to hold out or anything or boycott, but he's apparently got some – Personal matters to tidy up will be there next week when phase three begins and what is technically OTAs begins next week. But what's your reaction? What do you read into Brandon McManus, Justin Simmons? We know what's up with Teddy, so we'll set him aside, not showing up. Well, Simmons got paid, Chad, so he's checking out now. That's it for for Simmons. I'm just kidding about that. Uh, it, It could be something that's going on. It's also voluntary as far as I know still, Chad, so there's no... There's no mandate to be there right now. And he's also, and I don't blame him for this necessarily, he's witnessed in the span of a couple of weeks two of his 
now I know one now for to both former te- now former teammates go down with injuries practicing away from the facility or getting ready right now for the season. So it might be related to that. It might be related to something personal. I wouldn't read too much into it. He's the ultimate team player, the ultimate community uh, leader in Denver. So I'm not worried about that. And McManus, he's the union rep. This is his way of siding with the NFLPA and trying to get on the same side. And uh, it's not surprising to me that he's not there. Yeah, I mean, I think the Broncos can survive uh, mini camp or two, uh, some on-field workouts because they're not allowed to do any contact drills. They're not allowed to do eleven on eleven. I think they can get by without their kicker, but it's still and you know, being that he's the player rep for the NFLPA, I mean, it's whatever. If they if their marching orders, J.C. Treader and D. Maurice Smith, their marching orders to the NFLPA team reps are, hey, stay back, hang back, solidarity. Brandon McManus knocking across that picket line. But Justin Simmons, that kind of disappointed me. It kind of disappointed me. Now, maybe there is similar to the Teddy Two Gloves situation. Maybe there's something personal he needed to handle or something like that. But as a young leader on this team and an established proven vet, now, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Zach, if I recall, now the highest paid safety in the game, right? Not showing up after getting richly and handsomely compensated, it's conspicuous. Yeah, it is. Um, you know what, though? We had Juwan James play 63 snaps after being made the highest paid right tackle in the league. Then he opted out last season. And, and you know, after a while, not many people batted an eyelash at that. So I'm going to excuse Simmons' absence for a May 17th practice. If he's not there in July or August, then I'll have cause for concern with Jay Sims. It was also a uh, high-goodbye type of moment. The Denver Broncos made a few different roster moves today, including they said goodbye to Ryan Pope. Now, if you guys missed it, he's the six foot nine. Was he eight or six foot eight or six foot nine? Anyway, super tall, former undrafted tackle they signed last week, I believe. So it went it went Bobby Massey, then it went or no, it went Pope Bobby Massey, right? Right. And then um, Fleming. Geez. Yes, thank you, Cam Fleming. And Pope already out the door. They waived him, and you had the story for us today, Zach, that just published, in fact, a few minutes ago. Who did they sign as a replacement? Yeah, I'm literally copy editing this right now uh, while we're podcasting. But they signed Cody Conway. He's an undrafted free agent. He was a 33-game starter, as as much as I can uh, – my research dictates here – at Syracuse, and he was a good pass blocker. He's yet to take a single snap in the NFL. So another deve- developmental type for Mike Munchak. They also brought back, as I referenced right there, Calvin Anderson signed his exclusive rights tender, so he's under contract for this season. It's looking like, of course, the battle for the starting job to replace Juwan James between Bobby Massey and Cam Fleming, but the swing job, the backup jobs between Anderson and now Conway, you have Quinn Bailey in there, you have Drew Himmelman, you have Schlotman. A lot of linemen needing jobs and homes for this season. It's going to make, I think, the 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 final roster better by getting the best of the bunch on the squad. Also interesting to see that the Broncos moved on from the college free agent linebacker, David Curry, that was signed right after the draft. I wonder what that was about. Maybe he got there. I don't know. Do you remember that story, Zach, when we were over on 24-7 Sports? We had that story that Utah, Star Lotalule's little brother, right? That Oh, he, yeah. They signed him as a college free agent. He showed up to OTAs. It might have been rookie camp, actually. He retired, he to rookie he? camp and was like, Bill Kalar? Nah, I'm out. 
calling it a career. That's, That's right. it. Hanging up my cleats. I don't know. Now that was him, you know, kind of uh, going the opposite direction. In this case, the Broncos are actually waving David Curry, the linebacker. I wonder what happened there. I haven't heard anything quite yet on that topic, but you know, they got Baron Browning, they got Alexander Johnson, they got Josie Jewell. Plus, you know, Joe Jones is gone. He signed with Tampa Bay. So there's some opportunity there. Um, Justin Sternot, of course, going to compete with Baron Browning to try and see if one of those two can eat into the incumbent starter snaps. We'll see. And also they signed uh, a parent today. They announced something called PETA. To, to, I'm not even going to pronounce that last name, Chad. You can try it for yourself. It's at the top there. Uh, they signed him in a corresponding roster move. So, yeah, they're good at linebacker. And I think the release of, uh, what was it, Curry, I think that was all a numbers game. Maybe an injury, we don't know, but I think it's just they have the depth at linebacker. They have their starters, and they signed a new one to replace him. It's going to be fun. Things are starting to happen. We get phase two now. Phase three begins next week. And then we go into the long NFL summer, basically, right, which is all of June. There's nothing happening. And then you go most of July, nothing happening. Then you get training camp and things just, you know, rocket back into gear. For now, I think we should all, uh, from media to fans alike, really uh, savor the fact that things are happening at UC Health Training Center. We're going to continue breaking them down here on the podcast, whether they're in the building or not, whether it's they're away for the dog days of the NFL summer or not, as you guys know, there could be a veritable pandemic and maybe no season for all we knew back a, a year ago. We're still going to keep showing up for you. But, guys, we got to break down the Denver Broncos' new front office hire, George Payton's number two. We're going to get to all that. All right, we're going to get to your topics, your questions, your super chats here in just a moment. First, just a couple of quick matters of business. Make sure you are connected with us on Twitter. The best way, the easiest way to get started with that is connect um, at Huddle Up Pod and then also the main account at Mile High Huddle. Our producer, Juana Beast, on Twitter at John K M H H. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad N. Jensen. And then also to make sure you're connected with us, most of you need no reminder to follow the Mile High Huddle Facebook page and, and connect there. But make sure you're also following the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page, and it's easy to find. Just open up the app on your phone, search Huddle Up Pod, or there's the link, as you can see on screen, facebook.com slash Pod. Tonight, we are going to announce the latest randomly selected winner of some MHH swag. Got to be following and liking the page. It's pretty easy. When you like a page, it automatically you follow. So you don't have to do anything. As long as you like it, you're also following if you took that additional step to like but not follow or follow but not like, then you will not be qualified for the random selections here. So that's how you do it. We'll announce the winner of that tonight. Connect over there. And then also check out the merch store, gang, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat. Get a T-shirt. Uh, this is the football priest hat. You guys have seen it many times. Zach's rocking the MHH dad hat. Hoodies, face masks, tank tops. Lots of different items for men, for women, for teens, for toddlers. We even threw up some some stuff for toddlers. So it's another way to support what we're doing here, huddleuppod.com. We've seen our great community, Zach, really patronize that that store. And I know you hear us say it on this show often, but we are dedicating some creative uh, juice and some dollars into design work to continue to provide cool, cool stuff on the merch store. Find it over at huddleuppod.com. 
And also, guys, have you become a supporter on Facebook? We've seen the numbers there climb steadily. We appreciate each and every one of you who have become a super supporter on Facebook. It's five bucks a month. You get access, not only supporting MHH, all right, but you get access to our premium VIP video and podcast content, which includes Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon and the Trickle Zone Saturday at noon. How do you sign up? Go to the main MHH Facebook page, big blue button, become a supporter, click that. You're in like Flynn. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, it's all good. Do these three things. Each and every one of you, it is within your uh, grasp to do each of these. Make sure you're subbed. All right, subscribe. Number two, like this video. That's important if you want to help get this content in front of other Broncos fans like you that are out there uh, ignorant to the fact that there is a community like this waiting to embrace them. Like the video. Crucial if you're on YouTube and Facebook. And number three is that litmus test you hear us talk about on the show often. If we're doing a good job for you, or if at the very least respect the effort, share this video, share this podcast episode out there on your social media channels. Help us continue to grow and reach those new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Zach, let's talk about, while I pull up uh, the article here, let's talk about the Denver Broncos. We've been wondering, ever since George Payton was hired as the new GM, we speculated then, hey, I wonder if maybe he would end up hiring one of the runners up, you know, like a Champ Kelly to be his number two in the Broncos front office. And when he has been asked that up until recent times, his answer was always, well, that's something we're going to, you know, I'll look at once we get through the draft, once we get through free agency and all that. Well, that time came. And today, Zach, the Denver Broncos announced the hire of Kelly Klein. A lot of Broncos fans right now are going, who? Who's Kelly Klein? Well, she has been hired 
That's right. She, right. She is now the highest ranking personnel executive, female personnel executive in the NFL or and ever. All right. She's the highest. That's really cool to see the Broncos. You know, this is a, a professional in Kelly Klein's act. Very interesting. What well, we can go through her bona fides, but she actually started out in Minnesota as a PR intern. All right. For those of you who aren't sure what that means, public relations for the Denver Broncos, that's Patrick Smythe and his great staff over there. She started out as an intern in PR. Now, PR, Zach, in case people don't know this, PR, you're not doing anything on the op- football operations side. Your job is media. Your job is, you know, um, dealing with the public arena, fans. It's That's the, the realm. has nothing to do really with what's happening on the field, scouting, pro, college, all that stuff. She got started there, Zach, and then worked her way up over nine years with Minnesota to the point where George Payton was like, this is who I want to hire as my number two. So we'll go through some of the bona fides, but what was your gut reaction? Well, you know, I really do have to commend Denver. They seem every single year in every facet to be just breaking through these glass ceilings in racial issues, social issues, no matter what's going on on the field, off the field, they're always kind of setting the bar for the rest of the NFL. So for that, I commend them. I'm not going to speak ill of Kelly Klein. I don't know too much about her, but I I, I have read her bio. Uh, She did work closely with George Payton in Minnesota. She has scouting bona fides. Uh, I think it could be a nice little boon, a a nice little right-hand man to have for Payton as he transitions away from the Elway era into his era. And it's like his Matt Russell. It's his just number two, his deputy assistant to kind of help scouting help break down some of the responsibilities. I can't hate it too much, Chad. I don't want to speak too much of it, though, because I'm not intimately familiar with her background. I mean, so often these number twos that end up getting hired and promoted from, a from you know, they're, they're ubiquitous and no one really knows who they are. They're in the background. I mean, you try and search her name, for example, on any of the image sites that we use to get, you know, images, uh, whether it's USA Today or Getty, you're not going to find anything because if you're not the GM, you're not, no one's taking pictures of you. And that's just pictures, let alone people, generally speaking, even knowing who you are. Now, in her case, Zach, there was actually quite a bit of um, PR scrutiny on her in Minnesota because of her relatively fast uh, rise through the personnel ranks there in Minnesota. There are some really cool little features that different um, national media outlet, uh, outlets have done on her from NBC Sports to others that you can go and research and find on YouTube Really interesting story. I mean, she literally learned about the game of football by working there, by by time on task, by reps, by being the, the person that went from being a PR intern to working with scouts and to scouting players and understanding film and understanding, um, you know, how coverages work and this and that. Right. She started from scratch and to, to as someone who never played the game, right, she, she'll tell you that she never played football. Uh, she had to really learn on the fly. She wasn't. She didn't consider herself a, a football expert. She just cons- she just loved the game, <clears throat> and she was serious about her career. And so every opportunity she was given in Minnesota, she attacked it with a plum. And I want to get to what George Payton had to say about her. I want to get to a few more points about her bona fides. But real quick, shout out to Muhammad jumping in early, early on super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. MHH resident male model. What's up, bro? Love you. He says, the CEO and the dragon in the house, hashtag the beast, giving a shout out and a tip of the cap to Buona Beast. Muhammad again, dude. It's so much better doing these shows when you're in the chat. So love you, buddy. I was trying to act like a dragon and no fire came out. We need some CGI, I think, for that. 
Yeah, yeah, John, come on, dude, get on that. Go, go to school, go to four years of technical college so that you can do that for us. Yeah, okay? so you can give me fire. Get on that. <laughs> the corner of my mouth. Um, let me see here real quick, John. I just want to, then I want to go back to this story here talking about Kelly Klein. I see that there is Mike 556, five, Andy Sam, Sam Bam. I'll just say Sam Bam as well. I don't know if you have access to them, but my stream just jumped. There's Mike. What's up, Mike? Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Really, really appreciate it. Good to see you. If you're on Twitter, make sure you connect with us because we like to be able to tag our superstars, shout you out after each and every show. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. Um, then we also have Andy Cowhick. What's up, dude? Good to see you. A guy who has burst onto the scene over the last, I'll just say 2021. And worked on his way up to being a bona fide superstar. Love you. Appreciate you. Andy, still wondering when you want to come on the show, my friend. Let us know. He says, what's up, guys? I'm optimistic about the new hire. She has risen up the ranks from intern to front office exec in just nine years. Sounds like a high potential hire. Hashtag whatever it takes to win. Sounds like Andy watched one of these videos I watched today on YouTube. Maybe you didn't, but that's something she said. But she was talking about in this feature, I think it was from 2018, she was talking about how, you know, her learning curve and how much she, you know, had to absorb and assimilate once she started, you know, helping with whether it was like, you know, putting together cut ups and finally getting into scouting and stuff like that. You know, she was like, hey, whatever it takes to help the team win. And that's just a mindset, Zach, that you got to you got to respect and appreciate. Yeah, I respect anyone who has the work ethic and the drive and the commitment to get to where they want to be. And for her to start out at the bottom of the totem pole and rise to the top of the totem pole or near the top is truly commendable. I want to make just one quick segue point, though, about this hire. People are wondering why it was made now. And I wanted to say this after the draft, but what first-year GMs tend to do is right after the draft, they replace much of, if not all, of the scouts in the scouting department. They get their own guys in there. It happens almost every single time with every GM. So this might not be, Chad, the last shoe to drop among the scouting staff or the front office. Peyton, as he assimilates himself into that valley more and more, he's going to get more of his guys and gals in the building as well. Um, do you have Sam Bam, John? If you do, we'll, we'll grab Sam Bam and then we'll jump back in. Hey, man, appreciate you. You have uh, been active the last couple of weeks. It's been really cool to see, my friend. Keep it up. And um, we love the question, too. He says, yo, Chad and Zach, what kind of season do you think Bradley Chubb will have? If he does well, do you think he gets a midseason contract extension or will that be later? I, th- I think he has Khalil Mack potential. Yeah, he's been compared to Khalil Mack quite often since he came out of NC State. And uh, – what kind of season? Knock on wood. He stays healthy, and I think he will. I think this is a double-digit sack guy, especially having Vaughn back. You know, together in 2018, let's see, Vaughn had 14 and a half, Bradley had 12, so that's 26 and a half sacks between the two of them. Something similar to that is in store, provided they can both stay on the field. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Toward the end of last year, I mean, it was tough for Chubb to come back from that injury. He started off slowly. He was getting his bearings under him. But once he did, he was the player he was as a rookie. And he ended the season on that note. So, yeah, assuming he stays healthy and Vaughn stays healthy and this defense plays to where we think they can play, he's a double I wouldn't be surprised. 14, 15 sacks, Pro Bowl, All-Pro, he has that upside. He is that good. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Albert, what's up, my brother? One of our great superstars, one of our great super supporters over on Facebook, settling into his new digs behind enemy lines now in the state of Missouri. Good to see you. His question, I hear some great positive news on Drew Locke's progression. What have you heard of this? I've not heard word one negative from anyone in the building, players, coaches, Now, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity, if there were to be something negative said, Zach, to be said. But so far, all I've heard is positive buzz. You know, it's like a bubbling thing kind of under the surface now that you hope by the time you get to camp and through it, crescendos into something you can sink your teeth into. Well, there is an opportunity every second of every day on Twitter. And no one has come out condemning Locke or taking shots at him, subtweets at him. The most we saw was people like Jerry Judy and Kareem Jackson advocating for Deshaun Watson. But by all the counts, from the linemen to his receivers like Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, Locke has been, and even George Payton said it, Locke has been in the building almost every single day working to get better and working to improve on his shortcomings from last year. So by all accounts, he is training like a better quarterback, an improved quarterback, and now he has to put it together on the field when it counts this fall. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get your questions. John, if you want to throw up Michaela's, we don't want to make Michaela wait any longer than uh, we have to. The Duchess of MHH jumping in the every awesome single Duchess. day. Every single day. Love you, Michaela. She says, Michaela, the awesome Duchess in the house. Yes, indeed. Hey, man. That's a uh, that's a moniker we can all sign off on, I think, right? Michaela is yeah. one of our superstars, epitomize, epitomizing awesome. Yeah, your support and your generosity, Michaela, you have for sure earned that uh, title to your nickname. So you are now and forever known as the awesome duchess of the Huddle Up podcast. Let me show you what. 
Kayla and our, our superstars do. All right, stand by. Uh-oh. This is this is. Um, hold on, let me do my shtick here. Whoop. All right, this is life with Michaela supporting the cause. All right, this is life without Michaela supporting the cause. <laughs> she keeps the lights on. All right, trust. All right, thanks. That Michaela. was worth it. All right, let me get to this quote from uh, George Payton on the subject of Kelly Klein as executive director of football operations and special advisor to the GM quote, Kelly is a rising star in the NFL and we're fortunate to add someone of her caliber to the Denver Broncos. Having worked with her for nine years in Minnesota, Kelly has a strong understanding of all aspects of football operations and player evaluation, along with outstanding leadership qualities. She'll be a tremendous resource with her experience on the pro and college sides, as well as her knowledge of our grading scale and football calendar, close quote. So, Zach, one thing really important here, George Payton rolled with the grading system that John Elway and Matt Russell had established, along with Brian Stark, the director of college scouting. But it sounds like to me, because he didn't want to – he would rather him change – you know, just kind of go by their grades, their grading system and take what say, say his grading scale. I don't even know how it works, but in his case, let's say his grading scale was if a player was like, you know, top of the line, blue chip guy, that's an A plus grade. Well, the way they do it. Nope. That's a, that's a 10.0 grade. So he's like, all right, I'm just going to take what I would call it an A plus. I'm going to call it for them a 10, whatever. And then now what this points to, to me, Zach is this draft is in the books and by the way, don't be surprised to see some other shifts in the Bronco front office, whether it's incoming people and outgoing people now that the draft is over. If that's going to happen now, the next week or two is about when you're going to see it happen. But this tells me that officially the system that he used that was in place already, even though it had a utility and they got through and had a pretty pretty well-lauded draft, they're going to switch back to the one he was comfortable with and used to in Minnesota, and she's going to be a big part in helping to you know, uh, assimilate that for the Broncos. Exactly. And this could be a giant prelude and a foreshadow to what Peyton could do next offseason if Fangio doesn't work out this year because he's going to get his own guys and, again, and gals in the building and get his own coaches, his own scouts, his own right-hand people next to him because it's familiarity. He doesn't necessarily know Brian Stark. He doesn't necessarily know anyone in the Broncos building. He They were all foisted upon him. But now that it's his job and his baby and he's given full autonomy. And by the way, does this now prove that it's Peyton's team? I mean, there was lingering questioning out there as to whether Elway was pulling the strings from behind. No, Elway is out of the picture. He has an office, and that's about it. It is Peyton's team and Peyton's operation, and he's going to continue to surround himself with people that think exactly like he does. He was there today, though, for what it's worth. John Elway showed up today for Phase 2 of offseason workouts, but I concur that his you know, day-to-day you know, finger on the pulse of what's going on, the grind, the operations. That's not his bag anymore. He's the 10,000-foot guy. You know, he's the macro guy. You need something. You need an opinion. If I need to step in on a big issue, you need someone to sign off on this trade package for Aaron Rodgers. I'm that guy. But the grind, that starts with Peyton and that workload. Also now will be shouldered uh, with Kelly Klein. Travis, what's up on Facebook? Good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you. He says, just ready to see our Broncos get back on top, no doubt. One of our great super supporters there, including Brad Murdoch as well. Good evening to you, my friend. Great to have you. So that's 
that's Kelly Klein. I guess there's one last thing, Zach, that um, I'd like to touch on real quick. Let me just switch over to here. Let me stop the stream on that and go over to the press release we got from the team today. Uh, Here's a few other things I want to read about Kelly Klein. All right. She's going to serve as the primary liaison for the Broncos football operations and maintain significant responsibilities with pro and college scouting. She'll be involved in all aspects of the Broncos personnel department, including player eval, NFL draft, free agency preparations, and day-to-day football administration. All right. She's going to report directly to Peyton and over and Klein will oversee the Broncos video and equipment departments while collaborating across many other areas throughout the organization. This is her 10th year in the league. And of course, all nine of her previous were spent with the Vikings. And I love this, you know, the fact that she started out as a PR intern and worked her way up. Here's the title she actually held over those years. Uh, She scouted college players for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Montana, and the Dakotas. All right. But here's her actual uh, titles she has held in the league. College scouting director for the Vikings. So Brian Stark, who interviewed, was one of the five interviews for the GM job. That's what she did for the Vikings. That's the title she held for the Vikings for four years. Scouting assistant back in 2014, scouting administration intern. So she went from being PR intern. Her step up was going to being a scouting administration intern. And then her full time, hey, we're offering you a full gig here aboard the Teams Act was 2014 when she became a scouting assistant. Yeah, you know, it's, it's again, it's very respectable, and uh, I commend her work ethic, and I, you know, uh, congratulate her on getting to where she is right now. But it's not out of the realm of possibility to think the future of the Broncos organization could be Brittany Bolin and Kelly Klein. All right, let me see where we are at. We got uh, we got one from Tom up there in Canada. What's up, bro? Love you. He says, "How do you think players will react to a female authority?" Um, look, I don't think it's that big of a deal to be yeah. frank with you. You know, she, that same feature, I watched a few different features on her today, just trying to learn up on her. And she, in one of them, I can't recall which one I want, I want to say it was the NBC sports one, but she talked about how one of the limitations to, to her gender is that, you know, maybe some of the other scouts or people in the personnel department that are male would have no compunction of, Oh, I need to talk to this player about X. I'm going to go ahead and walk into the locker room and talk to him. You can't really do that if you're the opposite gender just because dudes are walking around. You never know what might be hanging out, right? And so there is, um, you know, what's the right word, Zach? Ethics, there's uh, – I, I Common courtesy, it's part of it, you know? Yeah, but, you know, that's just not something you don't – it's like Ghostbusters. You don't mix the streams, all right? It's it's just from a, from a professional perspective, those are two things you keep separate. You know, Major League, the movie, you know, that was fictional, right? You're not going to see the, the owner who was a woman – down in the locker room with the dudes in the stru- in the jock straps. Other than that, Zach, I see there being zero issue, zero um, problem with the fact that she is female. And like you said, I think it's commendable. Tip your cap to the Broncos who continue to strive, I think, to find the best candidates that are allowing them to not only improve the team in the best way possible, but also they're breaking those glass ceilings and it's, you know, they, they're setting trends. They're breaking molds in the league. I think that's something Pat Bolin, the late Pat Bolin, you know, he's looking down on and smiling about. Yeah. The only downside is they can't trade for Deshaun Watson now. 
but in, <laughs> right, right. in terms of, of it's a uh, joke, people. Yeah, don't cancel me, guys. In terms of of Klein, though, he, she's not their boss. George Payton is, so there is not going to have any reaction one way or the other. She's going to do her thing in the front office, assist the GM, and the players are going to react positively or negatively toward him, not her. And by the way, I just skipped. I think it was Jamal Killing said this. You know, it kind of goes hand in glove because if Brittany Bolin ends up truly, you know emerging victorious in this this court battle and ends up getting the you know signed off by all the Bolin children I've lost count now how many there are seven eight I think there's eight but if she does female owner that's cool too so you're gonna have I believe it would be am I missing something here Zach would would Brittany Bolin become the first sole owner female sole owner the, in the NFL I'm trying the to Bears owner McCaskey hmm Mm, yeah, yeah. And the Titans, Amy Strunk, didn't she own the team before she sold it? So there's been, a, I think, a couple already. But but that's on the ownership side. But even still, it's cool. If that's how it shakes out, female at the top from an ownership perspective, oh, yeah. top lieutenant of the GM, female. And if she does well and the Broncos do well as a team, you know, that's upward mobility for her. And I think it'll allow other NFL teams who might maybe, if there is any skepticism out there about those class ceiling limitations to look past them and just simply hire the best people regardless of gender for the job. Yeah. They can be the poster, the team, the poster team, not just for the NFL, but for all of sports to have women leading a charge as ownership potentially and the GM potentially. So I think it's a glass ceiling. The Broncos are at the forefront of while everyone else is down there still hanging out on the floor level. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. 
your body. And the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, let me quickly, John, roll real quick. I want to just check the back end because we've got a very active chat tonight. I love seeing it. Uh, we need Shane Daniels, Zyka, Shane and Zyka, and then we're current with where I'm at, just FYI. What's up, Shane? Appreciate you, bro. And thank you for saying doing one of these in the mentions on Twitter and saying, hey, guys, it's me, Shane. This is because, again, guys, I want to remind you so often. In fact, Zach, I would want to say it's probably, I don't know, 75% of the time, the Twitter account is not the same handle and it has nothing, nothing that you could look at and go, oh, yeah, I recognize that as Shane Daniels on YouTube as an example. So that's why we're telling you when you follow your superstar, do one of these in the mentions so we know, hey, that's Shane. And we'll follow back, and now we know how to keep tabs and, and keep in touch with each other. So I'm glad you did that, Shane. He says, Bridgewater is not showing up to OTAs, but Locke is. Do you think this will have an effect on the coach's QB decisions? Hashtag let him hate. Hashtag rooting for Locke. I really don't at this stage. I think whatever those personal reasons uh, he has to tidy up, according to Mike Kliss, I'm using his verbiage, tidying up personal uh, issues. My guess, Zach, is it has something to do with a, a moving truck, has something to do with packing things up and making a move from East Coast. I mean, in the Carolinas, I'm sure is where he's, he was set up to the Rocky Mountains, and he probably needs to you know, tidy up that business. I mean, it's been a whirlwind the last two weeks. I mean, what was it? Day before the draft, that was April 29th was the draft. So April 28th was when that that trade was consummated. He hasn't had all the time in the world to you know get that stuff done. So I imagine it's something to that effect, but that's still me speculating. Whatever it is, the coaches uh, know exactly what's going on. They've approved it. When he gets back, I think Vic Fangio is going to stay true to his what he set up to this point, and you're going to see the Broncos really kind of force a – close to 50-50 rep split, even though it's guys like Zach and I question the wisdom of that. It seems like they're hell-bent to, to do that. Oh, boy. I hope not another Henry Ruggs incident while he's moving, getting pinned, by, <laughs> pinned between moving trucks. It has to be some veritable excuse. Otherwise, you want him there absorbing the reps because Locke's been in the system. He knows the playbook. He knows his teammates. Bridgewater knows nothing of that. And your head coach just declared a 50-50 open competition, and you're not going to be there for the first practice. So he better have an excuse. He better either hopefully not be hurt or family emergency something, Chad, because if he's just not showing up voluntarily, not the greatest look. But again, voluntary, if he's not there for the mandatory practices next month, then we'll be concerned. Shout out to Tyler on Twitter. Appreciate you, bro. Glad to have you with us. Let him hate indeed. Uh, Zyka, what's going on, my friend? Always great having you in the chat. He says, appreciate you guys as always. I know it's just some early practice throws, but Locke looks done with the BS. Laser focused, so hyped for this year. Very interesting um, topic you bring up there about looking focused. We've heard that, Zach, from multiple guys, uh, players, right, this offseason from Tim Patrick to Cortland Sutton last week. And then yesterday, Keith Cummings published an article that was very, very interesting, Zach. I'm going to pull it up here that, you know, we've got our eyes and our feelers. That's why you guys read at milehighhuddle.com because instead of trying to keep up with all the different channels out there, 
that might be covering the Denver Broncos that, you know, a player shows up on this podcast and says something, you know, worthy or this and that. We, we're going to catch all that stuff. We're the eyes and the ears. We're our, our, our ear is low to the floor. And in this case, it paid dividends for Broncos country because Keith found this interview. Let me, let me pull up a quote here. Melvin Gordon, all right, talking about Drew Locke, all right, and talking about uh, just overall uh, his mindset, what he's seeing, what he's hearing. Quote, I think them bringing Teddy here, giving Drew that competition. That Now, this was on the let – me, let me credit. This was the NFL Total Access Locker Room Podcast. Quote, I think them bringing Teddy here, giving him that competition, says Melvin Gordon, I think that's really going to bring out the best in Drew. I think we are definitely going to see another Drew, another side of him. I think we just are going to see more confidence. I can tell in meetings already that he's taking on that. You can see it. You can see it. Like just the way he talks, you can tell the confidence. He's uh, been battling. It's just like he hears the noise, Gordon said. and he's ta- Now he's talking about the negativity, the criticism, and then all the rumors, every quarterback under the sun, Broncos getting tied to. We all like to say, talking about players, we all like to say that we're ignoring it, but we hear it. We hear it. And he hears it. I think he's just got to get over that, man. He's got the swagger. He's got the confidence. He's fearless out there. He's not afraid to chance it and give a guy an opportunity. So, Zach, Melvin Gordon is, in fact, confirming what Zyka is saying here about a newly laser-focused Drew Luck. Let's pull up that video that we were talking about, Chad, at at Lockett practice today, give the viewers some sort of visual confirmation. But I really do like and appreciate the Gordon's honesty here. He's saying we pretend like we're ignoring it, but we actually hear it. We actually know what's being said. We read the press clippings. We're on Twitter. We're human beings like everybody else. I wasn't expecting Melvin to go there. I thought it'd be more cliches and kind of just – platitudes, but he's saying and furthering the same thing we've heard from every other player this offseason. Drew is focused. He's getting better. He has that it factor. They, they can't put their 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 finger on that word because there is no word for it. It's the it factor, and Locke has demonstrated that. It might not come out all the time. It certainly was hit or miss last year, but he's doing something behind the scenes where he's grabbing attention. He has that allure to him. He has that draw. He's magnetic in that sense where he's a tough worker. He loves, eats, sleeps, and breathes football, and he's trying his hardest to take the mantle as the Broncos' potential franchise quarterback. And if he wasn't doing that, if he wasn't going above and beyond or impressing outright with his arm, we wouldn't be hearing these things. We'd be hearing more about the number two guy on the roster, Teddy Bridgewater. For what it's worth, I just ran the video, and it plays ads. And so because of that, I don't want the algo bots stomping on us on Facebook especially. So here's what I'll do. I'll show you guys. We're going to have an article up here, if not tonight, in the morning uh, covering this. But you can find it on the Broncos' Twitter, uh, this this video that shows a few clips and highlights. Look at him, dude. Brand-new haircut. All right, let me let me blow this up a little. I, I'm not going to play it just because I don't want to. I don't want the algo bots getting after us. Um, but look at him. I mean, does this look like a serious person to you? Okay, this dude's serious, bro. Check out his haircut. All right, this guy's high and tight, Zach. He looks slim too. I don't think he's eating, Chad. He's a man about his business. Yep. All right, this is a man on the come. This is a man on the rise. You know, he's got he's got a uh, a legend to create for himself. It's, if it's going to happen, it's going to be this year. 
man, I really wish I could show it to you guys, but I just don't, I don't want, uh, I still, Zach, I think I'm traumatized from can you, the draft can you, last year. Can you drag the cursor and we can see it like a, one of those like old a picture show? Up? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like. Stand by y'all. Whoops. It wasn't much guys. It's on Twitter, but he's, you know, he's, it's in practice and he looks pretty good. So there we go. There's always a loophole. Look at that focus. Bada bing, bada bang, complete. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy caught and he it. it. <laughs> all right. It's all coming together. So anyway, check that out. Michaela says, and thank you again, Michaela. I heard Locke has been displaying new footwork and a stance, like a Manning-type stance. Any thoughts? Uh, hadn't really heard that yet um, as far as anything Manning-related. Have you heard that, Zach? I mean, I haven't. But I haven't like poured over what little clips there are so far of that today's practice. I haven't. So, um, but you know, I think there's a, there's a certain point where some of the bad um, technical flaws in his game, like the footwork, you can refine it to a point. But by the time players get to the NFL, from throwing motions to footwork, you know that the amount that they can actually work those things out. It's pretty negligible. So Drew is what he is for the most part. I think, though, it's like I shared a, a cut-up clip today, Zach, of his highlights from 2020, from the 2020 season on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, look at all this. You know, Drew Locke really does suck. I mean, look at all these plays he was making. And, of course, it doesn't show the negative things and the and the, the, the doldrums that he reached, especially in the middle of the season. But still, this dude was really, really – he had some really nice plays that make you sit up in your chair and go, Dak gum. But one thing I kept noticing, Zach, so many of the big plays that he had last year, just from that one highlight cut up, fading back off his back foot. But then yeah. it's a strike, and you're like, hey, can't hate on it because he connected, and it was a big play, and it worked out. And you try, you can try and nitpick and go, well, if he steps into the throw, maybe he leads the guy, and it's a touchdown. And then you roll back the tape. Oh, no, he did lead the guy. So some of that stuff is just baked in to what Drew Locke is. You're not going to change it all that much. I think if he brings together, Zach, the between-the-year stuff, the technical flaws with his footwork and stuff like that, it's not going to be as pronounced. It's not going to be as much of an issue, if at all, because you know that's really the biggest limitation for Drew from the time he entered the league till now is between the years. You know? And a big part of that, too, last thing I want to serve this over to you, a big part of that is learning how to walk that razor's edge of being a competent, trustworthy game manager – and also a guy who can make a big play, you know, unafraid to take a chance. As Melvin Gordon said, he's not he's not afraid to give guys a chance to make a big play and take risks. You got to know when and how and where to to be able to make those decisions. Some truly talented, absolutely gifted football players. I mean, Jamarcus Russell, we joke about him, but he was a guy that was just as ridiculous. I mean, he could be sitting on his butt at the 20-yard line and throw it through the uprights opposite of the field. This guy was just a raw, ridiculous talent. But those type of finesse, um, you know, intellectual parts of mastering your craft, it just never came to him. And that's not to say he didn't have the football IQ to do it. I'm sure he did. He just wasn't locked in. Now, in Drew's case, I hope that he will. I hope he gets to that point because that's the only thing. That's the last little, like, gear in the clockwork of what Drew is that needs to fall into place. And then you get that player that all fans, this time last year, you rewind the tape. That was the player fans were hoping he could be. We always talk about 
uh, molding or using clay for these players or quarterbacks, but you can't change certain things about the clay itself. You can't change the consistency, the color. So you're not going to root out the backyard football mentality from Locke completely. You can coach him to be better, to be more aware, to make smarter decisions for the most part, but you're never going to remove the gunslinger from him and make him Alex Smith. That was what Pat Shermer tried to do last year, and that's why we all saw the offense take a step back from Scangarello. On the other hand, though, when he's talking to Peyton Manning, what else is Peyton going to tell him? I mean, obviously he's the best quarterback, one of them of all time. Arm talent's not an issue. Love of the game's not an issue or commitment. It's his footwork and it's the technical aspects. So I happen to think maybe Manning's not honing in on it, but I'm sure that was a topic of of conversation, his footwork and being a better quarterback overall and just being cognizant of your footwork, being aware of where you are in the pocket, where the people are around you, your first reads, your second reads, the cerebral aspect of the game, Chad, because no one was ever or will ever be more cerebral than Peyton effing Manning. Word. Mike, what's up? Another super chat. Appreciate you, bro. He says, I believe in luck, and I will root hard for him. That's cool, bro. And by the way, and thank you, dude. Seriously, Mike. And, and we're Duck. right there with you. We're right there with you. Um, real quick, John, I'm seeing this. This is really weird. Let me let me show you something real quick. Where'd it go? Where's BNS? BNS is like, hey, it's like 648. He's like, where are the guys, dude? What's going on? That's 648. I'm like, bro, we've been live. We were a little late tonight. We got started at like 618, I think, or 620, something like that. It, yeah, 620. But he's saying that, John, at like 648. So maybe he had like a delayed version of the stream. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, John, we got a very, very generous super from Casey Nickel. Do you have Casey queued up? Let's grab Casey. Casey has really come on strong lately, man, and it just means the world to us. You want to talk about helping keep the lights on? Casey's doing that. Love you, buddy. Appreciate it. Casey, look, you see, that's what you do for us. That's right. That's right. Keeping the lights on. Uh, he says, yo, what? Locke looks lean, mean, and focused. That was an amazing catch by Judy. LOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's good, man. And, hey, look, man, Drew's not losing any sleep over Teddy not being there. Now, look, it's individual drills, non-contact, no no, 11 on 11. But still, he's getting those reps, and he needs as many as he can get. Any young player entering year three whether you're already an established stud like Lamar last year in year three or Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield, any of those, I mean, you need all the reps you can get. And so it's good to see Drew getting the the lion's share right now, but we know Teddy's coming. Teddy's going to come push him. And and I think what we're seeing so far, just that look in his eyes, Zach, like he's in the zone, like he's ready to throw down. Yeah, but the the flip side to this, it's good for Judy too to get these reps to improve on his hands and become a better player because there it's more than one component. Obviously, quarterback is, is the most important, but you need the receivers to catch, you need the line to block, you need the running backs to run, you need the coaches to have a good game plan and to call good games. So when all those things come together, the Broncos offense will be where it should be, but that includes Judy cleaning up the drop issues. And the more reps he gets with Locke or any quarterback right now is going to make him a better player too. So I'm encouraged all around from that aspect. All right, John, you got Christian? I'm looking on the back end here uh, because my stream just jumped. What's up, Christian? He says, you guys should pull up Cortland's mic'd up on Twitter. Hey, you know, I would love to be able to do that. For those of you wondering why we don't do it, all right, is 
there's copyright legalities we have to be careful about because this is something we monetize, right? We're monetized on YouTube. We're monetized on Facebook. And that content by the team, by the NFL, is monetized. So unless you have rights to the content like CBS Sports, uh, um, NBC, ABC, ESPN, NFL Network, those are the big networks the NFL contracts with to, you know, great billions of dollars, right? I mean, it's huge nut. And so they're very, very protective of that stuff. We made the big mistake. I did. It was my fault. When we streamed the first round of the draft in 2020 and we ran the whole television broadcast, like it was just dumb. And we ended up suffering some pretty gnarly consequences from it. On YouTube, we got an actual copyright strike. Now, YouTube hit us too, but it wasn't a strike strike. It was just like, hey, thanks for the content. Whatever, you know, uh, revenue you generated on the stream, it's going to the people who own the content, you know, own the stuff you were streaming. Facebook locked us out, locked me out, locked me and Zach out. We were the admins on our Facebook page, locked us out for a week. And so I'm now very, 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 very reluctant to run anything like that that might, in, you know, get us into hot water on a live stream, on a live stream. So uh, for, for those of you wondering, go find it on at Broncos on Twitter. You can see Court being mic'd up. Yeah, you know, big tech doesn't play around. But let me tell you something. I saw that video of Cortland Sutton, and I had goosebumps on my arms. It, it's so good to see him back on the field and hopefully getting back to being a top 10 receiver. I missed watching him desperately last year. Indeed, indeed. All right, let me see here. And you're right, dude, real quick. That, that's something I want to talk about. How nice was it? John's got a picture queued up here. We can show the picture. That's fine. How nice is it to see Cortland Sutton out there running around? And and just like this morning, Zach, they shared a quick clip the Broncos Twitter did of him just chopping it up with his teammates, high-fiving Tim Patrick, high-fiving Jerry Judy. And it's just a solid feeling, man. You're just like, all right, you know, the gang's all here. The band is back together. Let's go write a Grammy award-winning record and tour the world and sell millions of copies. You know, Blues Brothers, let's go. We're getting the band back together. That's what it feels like seeing Cortland back out there. And, of course, he's only, let's see, uh, September to October, October, November, November, December, December, January, January, February, February, March, March, April, April, May. So he's eight months. He's in his eighth month since suffering that ACL. So it's good to see him running. It is, but can we lose that Alex Smith type? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Of contraption on his leg, I mean, he's eight months removed from ACL surgery. It's not that significant anymore with technology. I hope he's going to lose that brace soon. But regardless, it's so good to see him out there running, and that's just a monumental upgrade and addition to the Broncos offense. For whoever's quarterbacking this year, the guy is just a stud with a capital S. All right, let me see here. John, by the way, shout out. I'm an effing problem on Twitch. Love our great community that is starting to really blossom over there on Twitch. It's really cool to see. Really cool to see. Appreciate each and every one of you enjoying the show over there. We're going to be doing more fun stuff with Twitch as it continues to grow there. So stay tuned for that. Um, All right, real quick here. I'm just looking, John. Do you have Brian and BNS? We need Brian and BNS. And then I think we're actually pretty, we're current if if we got Brian and BNS. Brian again. That's two nights in a row for Brian Carrasco. Thank you, Brian. Connect on Twitter. We want to keep the conversation going over there. He says, I am going to the Cowboys game. Who will win? Zach, of course, for those of you who don't know, Zach has two jobs in the league. He's covering the Denver Broncos here at Mile High Huddle and on the Huddle Up podcast. He also covers the Dallas Cowboys for Heavy.com, so he knows a thing or two about this particular matchup. What's your answer for Brian? Well, I'm going to take a page out of Fangio's playbook and flip a coin. This is a true 50-50 game for the Broncos. If their offense comes to play, uh, they can get on that defense and they can put up some points to do some damage. But Dak Prescott is a much better quarterback than people give him credit for. And I think he's going to come back with a vengeance with a capital V this season. I'm talking comeback player of the year, Pro Bowl, 4,000 yards. That offense is going to be a problem even for Denver's defense. It's an early game on the road at Dallas and Jerry World. That's never an easy challenge for the Broncos, especially in the early window. If the off, This is my short answer to this question. We did a whole, by the way, guys, on KK yesterday, schedule breakdown of every non-divisional game. Go check that out if you haven't already. It's a true coin flip, though. If the Broncos' offense comes to play, they can really score 35, potentially 30 points on that defense. But if they don't, that Dallas offense will get some points on the board, and it could be tough for them to come back from that. Yeah, it really, I mean, as Dak Prescott goes, so goes the Dallas Cowboys. That's the story for every NFL team under the sun. You need your quarterback to do what your quarterback is supposed to do, and if they do, more often than not, that means you're probably having a relatively successful season. This is one of those matchups where, you know, there's so many question marks at quarterback. It's hard to say, you know, for both teams. You don't know if Drew's going to turn the corner. You don't know if it's going to end up being Teddy. 
You don't know if Dak's fully going to come back. I happen to believe that he will, uh, but still, you just don't know. And until we get a little bit closer, it's hard to tell. But, hey, it's cool to see. By the way, Brian, you're going to be at the Cowboys-Broncos game. But let me tell you, the game you should be circling on the schedule is week three in Denver because that's where we're going to be hoisting the MHH banner, all right, doing a meet and greet. We're going to do some tailgating. We're going to do some live podcasting with whoever's there with us. It's going to be a gas. So we want to see as many of you there as possible. I see some comments, too, that kind of calling on my prediction because the Dallas secondary is so bad. It's true the defense was historically bad last year, but they've made some additions to that. They have Micah Parsons they drafted. They drafted Jabril Cox. They have Trevon Diggs coming back. I mean, it's it's really not the worst defense in the world, especially after this offseason with a new coach in charge and Dan Quinn. Again, it's going to come down to the Broncos' offense in this game. If they can score some points, I like their chances. But if they settle for field goals against Dak Prescott, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, it's going to be a tough afternoon in Dallas. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> let's grab this from Jay Roper. So to chat, when you compare Locke to John Elway, I know you mean career, but do you think Drew has the arm or athleticism that Elway had? No, I don't. I think he has a strong arm, Drew. Like he has a plus arm. I mean, I would say there's maybe, I don't know, half dozen cues in the league today that have a more live arm than drew but john elway was a unicorn among unicorns i mean he was he was the most coveted quarterback of his era and it's not just because he did well on the field it was because of those traits and the tools that he had i mean go back and watch you know if you're my age right from my age demographic you don't need to go back and watch tape you can remember you lived through it you watched the games but for those of you who didn't or might need a reminder, go turn on some of the tape of Elway from from 86, I mean, at any point, 83, let's say, when he entered the league, to early 90s, all right, when he was still in his prime window. There's that one clip, Zach, you've probably seen it, of the Denver Broncos facing the Seattle Seahawks, who, of course, used to be in the AFC and used to be in the Denver Broncos division, so they faced him twice a, a, a year. There's a clip of John Elway dropping back, and the blitz gets to him immediately. And he not he ducks down head first, all right? And the blitzing safety, who's like 240 pounds, not maybe not that big, 220 pounds safety, all right, comes out to to tackle him. Elway goes low like this, and just with the pure torque and power of his upper body, come and just ducks him. The dude just goes, he can't hold on, goes flying over. Elway, bam, on a rope, 60-something yards to Shannon Sharp, over two dudes. That's the just the type of raw force of nature, athletic right. prowess that Elway brought to the table. And Drew, you know, he's he's like a – I don't even want to say he's a he's an Elway light in terms of that athletic prowess. Jay Cutler was an Elway light in terms of his raw ability. Now, he didn't have it up here the same way Elway did as far as just being that dedicated pro, competitor's competitor. But still, he was more on, on Elway's level as far as tools and traits – that doesn't take anything away from Drew. Drew's a very talented young quarterback, but to compare him to a unicorn, right. he ain't that. That play was actually just on Twitter, and it, what's so impressive about it, not just him juking off the, the blitzing defender, was it wasn't even an archetype pass. It was just a frozen rope 60 yards down the field perfectly in stride. That's the thing. It doesn't take anything away from Locke, but you can't compare them because Elway was just historically good. It's why he's a Hall of Famer. It's why he's one of the best to ever do it, and Locke just isn't there yet. It's not a, a knock on Locke. It's just a fact. You know who's on the level with Elway? Chad Kelly. Just ask him. 
I'll never forget, dude, when he, he showed up as uh, Mr. Irrelevant, right? And he appeared, his first actual exposure to Denver media, because, you know, you don't hold press conferences for seventh-round picks. Uh, he did a guest, he showed up on, um, I want to say it was The Drive, back when Big Al was still there with, with Darren McKee, with DMAC, on 104.3 The Fan. And somewhere about halfway through the conversation, you can Google it and find it, 2017, right? Um, halfway through the conversation, I think it's Al, actually, that asked him, you know, who are, you know, he brings up a bunch of different Hall of Fame studs, including Elway, including Brett Favre, including a few different guys, you know, who would you compare yourself, including his uncle, Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer, right? Who would you compare yourself to? And um, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not sure Al did lead him that way. Who would you compare yourself to in terms of some of the all-time cues? And he's like, yeah, Elway, Favre, yeah, that's, I'm like those guys. And, and I was like, man, you got to love the confidence and whatnot. But that's the living legend in his own mind that Chad Kelly was. And, hey, man, more power to him. More power to him. Yeah, good old swag. Rage Against the Machine. Yes, Rage Against the Algo Bots. BNS, what's up, bro? Hopefully your stream's on uh, the timeline where it needs to be. Love you, buddy. Locke is the guy and will be baking some serious pies. Agreed. I, I really do. My gut is telling me that. Sometimes my gut's wrong. You know, I, I, we don't have a crystal ball. We're, we're football priests. We're not football sorcerers. My gut's telling me Drew's going to have a really impressive bounce back type of year and silence a lot of those haters. But only time will tell. Yeah, BNS, if you need some distribution for those crow pies, hit me up. I'm your man. I'll be happy to dish those out like the, the baker that I am. Uh, Tom, what's up again, bro? Even Sutton said today that it was nice to hear Drew calling a play. He's a lock believer. Yes, he is. Yep, he is. And, I mean, last week we heard him talk about the same thing, that Drew's in the zone. You know, he's going to have a year. It's going to be fun to see. All right, Zach, we're at 58 minutes here. Let me just see on the back end if we missed anybody. I don't think we did. Um, here's one from EA Shalom on YouTube. Interesting. Who are some quarterbacks who have been in a battle – after being the man who have gone on to win a ring. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Let me let me think back through recent times. Um, I don't get I don't get the question though. So a guy that was a quarterback incumbent and then had to then kind of rebattle for his job and then win the it job. and then win a title? Yeah, and then goes on. Maybe like uh, the journeyman guys, the Brad Johnsons, the Trent Dilfers, those are the guys you go to. Um but in terms of like bona fides, what about Big Ben, Tommy Maddox? I, I well, think he took his job and never looked back. But I'm just exactly. trying to, yeah. Ben Ben vanquished Tommy in 2005. Never, or, uh, two, yeah, 2005. Never looked back. Um, Eli, I don't recall Eli ever actually losing his job after they turned the keys over to him. Got rid of Kurt Warner. The, the I don't know, thing that's is- a good. The, th- the thing is, though, the teams that win the titles don't usually have quarterback competitions. So it- it's not that prevalent. I would say the, the guy off the top of my head that closely, most closely approximates the answer he's searching for here is actually Kurt Warner, but he didn't quite win it again. He came close in that Cardinals-Steelers Super Bowl. I mean, if it wasn't for just a miraculous catch by Santonio Holmes in the end zone, he does complete that circle. You know, and he he actually beats Peyton to that distinction of being the first quarterback to win a ring as a starter with two different teams. Tom Brady now joins Peyton Manning as the only two cues to do that. 
And of course, you know, he almost got there. Did uh, Kurt Warner? That's a really interesting question, though. All right, we are about out of time, John. I want to just really quickly circle back and shout out our Facebook peeps. So bear with me one sec. And I think there's one or two more. Eric, what's up, Eric? Good to see you, buddy. He says, and are you on Twitter, Eric? I was looking for you the last time I saw you in the super chat and I couldn't find you. So if you're on Twitter and you're connected, do one of these in our mentions. And if you're not connect with us there, dude, he says, I appreciate the level headed commentary from you cats talking in absolutes about lock is nuts. After 18 games to me, it will be, Way sweeter to watch a guy we drafted win some playoff games than a rental. Careful, Eric, because according to the haters out there, all we do is gush about Drew, and we offer no pragmatic insight on the topic whatsoever. Yeah, he he can do no wrong. He he's the best quarterback of all time. He's going to retire a Bronco in twenty five years from now and get a statue in front of Mile High Stadium. So that's that, that's Drew Locke, and we're talking in absolutes about him. But it's true, Eric. You know, it, he it's such a small sample size, especially for a young quarterback in the NFL. He didn't have a full rookie season last year. Was cut short due to various factors, and we're just looking for him to get a fair shot in his third year. And if he doesn't do well with that shot, he deserves to be yanked. It's really really simple. Shout out to our top Facebook superstar senders tonight from Travis to Gary Leeds Palmer. Every single day is Gary Leeds Palmer. Travis is, is close. He's right there nipping at the heels. Travis, though, I know you're a super supporter. You're subscribed on, on Facebook. Uh, we're not seeing you in the, in the actual live chats, dude. Make sure you put that on your calendar. Put it on your phone. Anyone who uses a calendar nowadays, we use it on our phones. Sunday at noon, we want to see you in Kelberman's Corner. Saturday at noon, we want to see you in the trickle zone on Facebook for supporters only. And then of course, Jerry, what's up, dude? Thank you for the stars. Each and every one of you. We do appreciate it. But uh, Zach, I think that's new ones too. It looks like too from Sean. So we appreciate you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got one from Brian. We got two or three more and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Including Dale jumping in from the top rope from paradise. Stoked to talk to Dale. Uh, Brian, what's up again, buddy? Who do you think would be the third Wide receiver, Hamler. Is that it was, he's probably trying to float Hamler? Uh, here's how I see it unfolding, Zach. You tell me if, if I'm wrong. Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler. And I think Patrick and Hamler are going to be pretty evenly intermixed in terms of the three wide sets. Right. Um, because Patrick, you know, he's a boundary guy, but he can, he's, he's crafty enough. In fact, I was reminded of that today watching those cutups of Locke from 2020. There was a lot of big plays and touchdowns from Tim Patrick running routes inside and then flaring out, you know, whether he's going in motion pre-snap or whatever. So uh, it's those the top two, Sutton, Judy, and then it's kind of, I think, going to be a 50-50 split as far as that third guy on the field. Leaning, though, if there is a, if there is a favorite – that the coaches would want to anoint and kind of give the, the benefit of the doubt. It's going to be KJ Hamler because he's the second round pick one year removed. Judy can also play inside and outside too. So I wouldn't worry too much about titles. The best receivers are going to play and the best three, four, three or four receivers are the ones that uh, Chad just laid out there. Dale in the house. What's up, bro? Thank you so much. Seriously. Very, yeah, very, amazing. very generous super chat. Thank you. Keeping the lights on at MHH. What's going on, dude, in, in paradise, you know? We had uh, Kiaka. Who was it? Who was the other superstar from uh, Dale? Well, of course Dale. But what last night? Um, someone else from Hawaii. Either way, 
forgive me, I can't recall. John's probably right now going, it's this guy. Dale, dude, what's going on? He says, what's up, Broncos country? Can't wait for things to heat up. I have a good feeling about this season. Sorry to be late, but just wanted to say, what's up? Hey, cue ball, hats off, dude. Hats off to you, my friend. Love you. Appreciate you. 11th hour is better than not showing up at all. Yeah. Thank you, Dale. We hope you're having a great night tonight. Appreciate you, as always. We have a good feeling, too, for what it's worth. All right, we got to get going, but we got to shout out Seth Harmon for the super sticker, also at the 11th hour, and there it is, giving us the thumbs up. Appreciate you, bro. Really do. But, guys, that's got to do it <clears throat> Excuse me for uh, tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Thank you for giving us, whether you were with us for a minute or the entire hour and five, we really value and appreciate each and every one of you and your time. It's always the highlight of our day, being able to plug in and engage with you guys. Greg Smith, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, good to see you, buddy. Um, so, hey, we're off tomorrow night. Smash the like button, as Dale said. Guys, do it right now. If you're on YouTube and Facebook, smash the like button. I'm told, Zach, we don't use that phraseology enough, the whole smash the like button thing. Yeah. All right. We'll pander. Smash the like button, y'all. Okay, we need you. It's going to help get this content in front of other Broncos fans. But we're off tomorrow night. We'll be back Wednesday night. And who do we have Wednesday night? I think it's Tyler. It is. Tyler he Randall. reached out to us on Twitter, yeah. Excited to have him on. It's going to be guy. fun. So, Stay tuned. Maybe we'll have some media availability between now and then. We'll get to hear from some players. But, Zach, sign us on out of here, bro, and have a good start to your week. You as well, and uh, John, you as well. And thank you for every single one of you in the chat. Be sure to follow the Huddle Up Pod at Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. You can follow the mother account at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad at Chad Eng- I always, always do that. I'm the one that screwed that up. I always do that. John, you deserve the shout-out. Follow our wonderful producer, John K, at John K MHH. You can follow Chad at Chad N. Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL. Uh, be sure to check out the Huddle Up Pod store at huddleuppod.com and get yourself a hat, a shirt, anything you want, anything that tickles your fancy is up there. Guys, I promise you, if you're not a subscriber, go to facebook.com slash huddle. click the big blue button, and you're in. Kelberman's Corner on Sunday at noon, Trickle Zone Saturday at noon, premium content. We go a little longer, a little deeper, a little more fun. It's a different flavor. I promise you'll enjoy it. But even if you can't do any of those things, we understand and we appreciate you still. Just subscribe, like, and share. It helps us grow and reach new people. We appreciate it more than you know. I almost forgot to announce the – let me make sure I got the name spelling right. Yep, the winner of tonight's swag giveaway – as someone who is both following and liking the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page, let me make sure I got the spelling right. And where'd he go? Oh, there it is. Yep, I got it. Okay, so if you guys want in on this, all you got to do is like and follow, and it could be your name drawn out of the hat. Tony Raines, congrats. Thank you for following the page and liking the page. Send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'll get your shipping address, your uh, T-shirt size, and we'll send you out a little thank you. So, Tony Raines, congrats to you, my dog. Don't forget to send us that email, and we'll get you your your T-shirt out. We have a last-minute super from Sam, $10 super. Appreciate you so much, Sam, at the buzzer. He goes, I truly think the potential we thought Locke had after 2019 will be relevant this year. 2020 was a crazy BS year. You got that right. I fully believe we will have our franchise quarterback for the next 15 years in Locke. Sam, I love the optimism. I'm right there with you in the Locke fandom. I don't know about guaranteeing 15 years with Drew, but I will take at least 2021 and go from there. I'm confident he will prove a lot of the haters wrong, Chad, and make a lot of people eat that nasty, disgusting crow. 
in 2021. Get your Sriracha ready, gang. Get it ready if you're in the Boo Bird section of the Drew Lock haters. If you have been afflicted by that devious, virulent bug known as Lock Derangement Syndrome, stock up right now on Sriracha because you're going to need it to choke down that pie, that crow pie he hinted at there. So, vaccine's coming, folks. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's going to come in the form of doves, all right? All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. Love you. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.